so much and just thankful for their dedication and their desire to to just lead us like that. They're so important. If you ever think that singing and playing music is just like icing on a cake, it, it ain't. It's it's essential part of the service. It matters greatly, and we're thankful that as far as I'm concerned, we've got the best. That's, that's just me. That's you. I love you. Ready to hear the preaching. How about you? Come on, son. Come preach to us today. Let's give the Lord a hand as Brother Jake comes this morning. Praise God. I don't even... I don't even feel like preaching after that. I just want to keep going. But I'm going to flow in that vein today. And uh, y'all know me. A lot of times it's dynamite with a very, very short fuse. So I need you to stay energized for just a few more moments. Let God speak to you. All morning I've felt like the writer when he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me his anointing is empowering me and I I feel that with with this word today that God's going to speak to someone so if you could turn with me very quickly to book of John chapter 11 John chapter 11 I'm going to start in verse 1 it says, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. Then going on down to verse 11, after talking with his disciples, These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. He needs his rest. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. What an odd thing for the Lord to say. He said, I'm glad I wasn't there. For your sakes, to the intent ye may believe. He said, Nevertheless, let us go to him. Going on down to verse 39. This is after Jesus has arrived and says that Jesus arrives and sees the attitude of the people, sees them mourning, sees them weeping and sorrow. And it says that he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. He was, and, and then it says that Jesus wept. He, he, was, he was grieved in his spirit because of, uh, not, not because of what happened to Lazarus, but because of the attitude of the, of the people. But on down to verse 39, Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. 
Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I know, and I knew that thou heardest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. And I want to preach for just a few moments today. Your tomb is on a timer. Your tomb is on a timer. Let's lift our hands and pray right now. Lord, I thank you for your spirit, God, that's in this place today. Lord, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's already, Lord, destroying every yoke of bondage in this house. Lord, thank you for what you've done. Lord, but right now we're expecting something more. And we need you to open us up. Lord, anoint me today. Anoint my lips of clay to speak your word clearly. Lord, with love and compassion, but with power and authority from the Holy Ghost. Lord, and let every chain be broken. Let the faith of this people be lifted in this house today. In the name of Jesus, everyone clap your hands. Give God a shout of praise. And everyone said amen. You can be seated today. Your tomb is on a timer. Recently, uh, recently, it was probably a couple of weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago. Uh, I can't even remember where we were going, but uh, Annabeth and I were in the car. And uh, I can't even remember how we got on the subject, but she asked me, she said, what do you think uh, Lazarus experienced when he was in that tomb for four days? She said, what do you think he saw? What, what do you think it was like for, for Lazarus? What do you think he experienced? And my answer to her, without a ton of deep thought was somewhere along these lines. Nothing. I said, I don't think that he saw anything. I don't think he had any kind of afterlife experience because Jesus never intended on him staying there. And now, maybe you can debate that. You can look into that further and, and you know, but maybe not. But here's the point. More recently, my own answer got me thinking. And it's strange how the Lord works, how he'll, how he'll bring something to remembrance weeks later and, and begin to work on you about it. But my, my own answer to her got me thinking in a, in a completely different way. You see, Lazarus had absolutely zero control over his situation. None. He did not ask to die. He did not want to be sick and die. He did not plan on it. He didn't anticipate it. I'm sure he didn't feel prepared for it. And they probably prayed for Lazarus not to die. They probably prayed, God, heal him. Don't let him die. God, you're, you're the healer. We know that you can heal. And, and you know, they, they, had, they had called on Jesus while he was still sick, before he was even, you know, before he was even dead. They were calling on the master. They said, because we don't want him to die. They prayed for him not to die. 
But the fact of the matter is that Lazarus was going to die. It wouldn't have mattered what they did or what they prayed or how much they hoped or they couldn't have said anything or done anything to make Lazarus stay alive. Lazarus was going to die, bottom line. And as he lay in that tomb, he could do nothing else. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't see. He couldn't smell. He couldn't hear or feel. He couldn't get up and move around. There was no way he could entertain himself. There was no way that he could look around and and try and find a way out. He was laying dead in the tomb. And there was nothing that he could do about it. He had zero control over the situation that he was in. And I'm sure that he didn't want it. Who wants to get sick and die? He didn't want it. He didn't plan on it. He didn't wish for it. He didn't have a death wish. He had no control. And Jesus knew exactly where he was. Jesus told his disciples plainly, Lazarus is dead. Jesus wasn't even there yet. He had not arrived at their home yet. He was a pretty good ways off from them. But he knew, and nobody told him. Nobody sent word to him. Nobody wrote a letter to him. Nobody came riding on a mule to him and said, just don't bother Jesus, Lazarus is dead. Jesus knew. I don't know when it was, when it happened. It could have been while they were sitting by the campfire with his disciples one night. It could have been while they were doing anything. But he he abode in the same place two days where he was. And at some point, the Lord knew Nobody else did that was with him, but the Lord knew Lazarus is dead. And so he told his disciples, he said, I'm not going to you know, try and put sprinkles on it. Lazarus is dead. But Jesus wasn't worried. He was only troubled because of the people's lack of faith. But he wasn't worried about Lazarus. The only way that he was troubled was when he got there and saw the way that they were, and he he said, did I not tell you that if you would just believe? And how many of you today, I know you're in here, how many of you today are in a situation and you feel like you've lost control of it? You didn't ask for it, you didn't want it, but you feel locked into it. You didn't prepare for it. You didn't anticipate it. You never planned that this is how my life's going to be and, and at some point we're going to go through this. And you, didn't, you don't plan on things like that. You didn't anticipate being where you are. You, you can't feel prepared for being in some of the situations that you're in. But, you, but nevertheless, you feel locked into it. This is, this is where I am. And at the beginning, I feel like I had more faith, but now I just don't see any kind of way out. Now it just feels hopeless. Now I, 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 I feel like I have no control over this situation that I'm in. The, the way that my life is going, I'm losing sleep at night over it. I'm worried about it and stressed about it all the time because, you know, my mind is just constantly going. I'm always, I'm trying not to let my mind go to bad places and, and think about the worst. But the more I look and see the way that my life is just slipping through my fingers in this situation, I've just lost complete control over it. And I'm out of answers. And I'm out of solutions. 
And, and I'm trying to have faith and I'm trying to, to pray, but I, but I just, I don't, I don't even know where God is in this situation anymore. I feel locked into it. But let me remind you of something. You're not supposed to be in control. Just let me say it again. You're not supposed to be in control of your situation. Now listen, listen. Power belongs to you. Joy belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. Faith belongs to you. You can be steadfast. You can be unmovable. You can be strong. You can overcome. And you are promised victory. These things are yours through the new birth. These things are your birthright. You're promised these things. Available to you. But control belongs to God. I I think that went right over some of y'all's heads. I can have power. I can be strong. I can have faith. I can speak in faith. I can praise. I can worship. I can live right. I can have victory. But control was never mine to keep. And we have a hard time accepting that. Most of the time, because we are, and you're lying if you say you're not, we are a bunch of control freaks. And we like to micromanage, and we like to know exactly what's going on, when it's going on, how it's going to happen. We like to have a road map laid out. But that's just not the way it is. And I feel like the Lord groans in the Spirit sometimes and says, when I saved you, I gave you access to all these amazing things. But one of the best parts about it is supposed to be that you leave control on the altar with me. When I saved you and delivered you, I gave you access to power. I gave you access to healing and deliverance and faith and overcoming power and all these things. But one of the best parts is that you're supposed to leave control with me. Now you see, if old Jakey Walden has all the control, then I don't need to trust God. I don't need to rely on Him. I don't need to call on His name. I'm not fasting. I'm not praying. I'm not reading. I'm not calling on God because I've got all the control. And I know exactly how to do it. Well, I think I do. But frankly, if I'm left in control, it's going to be a mess. But here's the thing, I I don't have control, and you don't have control, even if I want it. So if I'm trying to be in control, I just end up stressed out, and burnt out, and making bad decisions, and frustrated, and in a mess, because my little mud pie of a brain is trying to do God's job, and I'm not God. I was never supposed to have control. One of the best parts about this life for God is I can say, you take it. I'm not worrying about it. I'm trying to get your attention. Come on, you've been going through it? You feel locked into this place? I'm trying to get your attention, Lazarus. If you're stuck in that hopeless place with no control and no way out, let me tell you that you're doing just fine. The Holy Ghost wants me to tell you that your tomb is on a timer. And the Master knows where you are, but He never intended to leave you there. 
Are you hearing me? It might just be just as bad as it looks, but it ain't going to stay that way. It might be as bad as it looks, but it's not going to stay that way. Jesus is on the way to the tomb, and he's saying, I'm going to show them my glory. Oh, are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me today? I'm telling you, it was never a possibility for you to stay in the tomb. It was never an outcome for you to stay in the tomb. It was never going to happen that you were defeated by this. This ain't some problem that God's got to deliver you from. This is all according to the plan. This ain't some mess that God's got to come save you from. You are right where God wanted you to be all along. But what you've got to do is trust him. What you've got to do is know that God is in control. It was never in the cards. It was never a possibility. There was never a probable or a possible outcome where you ended up defeated by this. You understand that? I'm trying to twist your way of looking at your situation. The situation surprised you, but it didn't surprise God. This hits you like a ton of bricks, but God knew it was going to happen. You said, I never saw myself in this place, but God knew where you'd be. I never thought I'd have to go through all this mess, but God knew where you'd be. This ain't some kind of mess that God's got to fix. This is all according to plan. And you've been saying, where is Jesus in all this? I'm sure when Jesus stayed in the place that he was for two days, they're looking around saying, seriously? We called on him two days ago. He, he should have been here by now. What does he not even care? I thought he loved Lazarus. I thought he loved us. I thought he was close to us. I, I don't understand. Where is he at? Where is Jesus in this? He's supposed to be right smack dab in the middle of these situations. But just because I can't see him doesn't mean he doesn't see me. It's like Job saying, I'm looking all around. I can't perceive God anywhere. But he knows the way that I take. You see, you've been asking, where is Jesus in all of this? Where is the voice of God leading me in all of this? But you've been on his mind the whole time. He's never really left you. He has never forsaken you. I'm telling you, you have not been forsaken or forgotten. I'm telling you, God knows right where you are. Come on, somebody that's been in the tomb. Come on, somebody that's been stuck. Come on, somebody that feels like you lost control. Come on. It's time to cancel the funeral. It's time to cancel the funeral. It's time to wipe them tears off your face. Get thee up. Get thee up. It's time to cancel the funeral and start getting ready for a miracle. Cancel the funeral. Tell people to stop buying flowers. Tell them to stop sending food. I don't need it. We're not having a funeral. We're having a miracle. Woo! I'm telling somebody today, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. 
Mm, it's hard to even go forward right now. I feel the Holy Ghost moving. I feel people waking up right now. I'm telling you that the timer on your tomb is winding down. And it's about to say ding. Woo! And the glory is about to be revealed in this situation. Woo! You're about to see what God was doing the whole time. You're going to look back and say, if it had not been the Lord... Now I understand. Now I see what God was doing. Now I'm better than I ever would have been. I know it gets hot in the oven, but you ain't done cooking yet. God didn't want you to be undercooked, and he's not going to overcook you either. But you're going to be better than you were before. You're going to come out of the fire like gold. The word says that Jesus loved Lazarus and Jesus loves you. It's on a timer. It's on God's time. God is in control. Somebody lift your hands for a moment. Just, just call on the Lord for a moment. Come on, I ain't up here. I ain't up here just to lose my breath and bust your eardrums. The Holy Ghost is trying to speak to you today. You feel like you've been in that tomb. And I can't feel, can't hear, can't see, can't think, can't taste, can't move around, can't do nothing for myself. I'm in this tomb and there's no way out. I can't even see the light coming through the cracks. I'm just here. This is just where I am. Oh, and you feel stuck. Oh, and you feel numb. And you might even feel dead. And you feel like it's beyond hope. When Lazarus drew his last breath, they felt like that's it. Call it. It's over. He died. Oh, but I'm telling you. Oh, I can tell. Somebody's starting to feel the blood flow again. Somebody's starting to feel the blood flow through your veins again. I'm trying to tell you, I know it's been a long time. I know it's been hard. I know you're out of answers. I know you're out of solutions. I know that it's been tough. I know that it's been heavy. But it's not over. Oh, it's hard and it might be just as bad as it looks. But it's not over. God is in control. I'm telling you, you heard it over and over again until you became numb to it. But I'm telling you again, God knows the way that you take. God knows where you are. And you're thinking, this is, this is a mess. This is, my life's falling apart. But God's saying it's falling into place. I feel like I'm losing everything. But God's saying, I'm just taking away all that stuff you don't need and building up your faith and building you up so you can be better than you ever were. You think it's a tragedy and God's saying it's going to be a testimony. Stand with me today. uh, Weeping endures for a night. Weeping endures for a night. 
Uh, nobody wants weeping. Nobody wants sorrow. But it just endures for a night. Because joy comes in the morning. God didn't design the sun to set one time after he made it and never rise again. He never intended for it to be that way. The creator that orchestrates the sunset. Also at the sound of his voice, the sun rises again. Weeping endures for a night. Sickness is just going to endure for the night. This situation... It's just enduring for the night. Confusion. Where am I at? What am I doing? What does God want me to do? It's just for this season. It's just for the night. Mm, hopelessness is just for the night. But the sun is rising. Uh, all the dews on the ground is starting to get light again. And the sun is about to peek over that horizon for you. I'm telling you. Your tomb it's just temporary. Your tomb is on God's timer. Is anyone tired of the tomb? Is anyone tired of being stuck in this place? Is anybody, I, I know you are. And I know that because it's in God's, it's in God's control, there's nothing you can do about it until He's good and ready to make you what he, what he wants you to be and make this situation what it wants to be. What He wants it to be. I know there's nothing you can do about where you are. I've heard it said before, it's not about where your feet are. It's about where your eyes are. It's not about where my feet are. It's about where my eyes are. David wasn't standing in the hills when he said, I'll lift my eyes to the hills. He was probably standing in the valley because he said, I got to look up to the hills. But I'm looking up because that's where my help comes from. It's not about where my feet are. It's about where my eyes are. Let me tell you this. This is what... This is what Lazarus and his family and friends, this is what they did have control over. The people there now they didn't, you can see that they didn't act exactly how the Lord wanted them to, how he would have liked for them to, because he got there and he was grieved in his spirit because, and had to tell him, you know, did I not tell you? You know, he's saying, do you not, who cares when I got here? Look, I'm here now. The people, they, they, they could have thought differently about it. They could have reacted differently and instead of weeping and mourning and telling them, Jesus, don't bother away, uh, uh, rolling the tomb away, the stone away. Instead of doing all that, they could have said, oh, Jesus is here. Now let's get ready for a miracle. They could have acted differently. They had control over that, and so do we. But let me tell you what Lazarus did have control over. When they rolled that stone away and Jesus cried, with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. Immediately, Lazarus could feel again. Lazarus could think again. Lazarus could hear again. Lazarus, the blood was flowing through his body again. His heart was beating again. The organs were working again. Everything was set back right again. And he wasn't sick anymore. 
But the Lord didn't pull Lazarus out of the tomb. Lazarus had to roll off that thing. I don't know how he did it. If he had to hop out. But he was bound in grave clothes. What he had control over was getting up when the master called. What he had control over was walking out when the master said it's time to be free. What he had control over was not saying, you know what, I done got used to the tomb. What he had control over was when he heard the master saying, come on, it's time for this to end. He got up. He didn't stay there. I tell you, Lazarus had a choice. You might think, well, who in the world wants to stay in the tomb? You'd be surprised. Who in the world wants to stay in the tomb and stay in grave clothes? You'd be surprised at the people that would rather just stay in the tomb. But you've got a choice when you hear the master calling. You've got a choice. Oh, and I'm telling you, I feel in the Holy Ghost right now, the master is speaking to someone, saying it's time for this to end. You've been in this place long enough. He might be speaking to you saying, just hold on a little while longer. I'll give you a refreshing. But there's some people in here today that he's saying, right now, right now, it's time for it to end. Lazarus, come forth. And you've got a choice right now. Am I going to stay in grave clothes? Am I going to stay in this place that I'm in? Or am I going to walk out? If I have to hop out, I'll hop out. If I have to roll out, I'll roll out. But I'm going to get to the light at the end of this tomb. And I'm going to get where the master is calling me. Oh, there's deliverance in this house. There is deliverance in this house right now. I wish you'd come to these altars. Come on, somebody. Oh, you ain't got to be pretty. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is falling in this house. I don't care what you got to do to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. If you feel bound, you need to start working yourself loose. If you can't see, then pull the grave clothes off your eyes. If you can't move, then start jumping around, start moving. But the Lord is saying, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. You've been here long enough. Oh, if you feel stuck, just hold on a little while longer. Just hold on. You're right where God wants you. Change your outlook. Change your perspective. Oh, Sister Jenny, it's almost over. And it's going to be better than it was before. You're going to be better. Your family's going to be better than it ever was. Oh, Oh, God's delivering. Sister Elizabeth, come forth. It's time to come out. Come on, somebody break free right now. Stop waiting on me to give you instruction. Oh, God's changing it right now.
Elisha, come forth. It's time to break out. Come on, somebody. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let the chains fall off. Let the grave clothes fall off. Oh, come on, Donna. Weeping indoors for just a night. Weeping indoors for just a night. But joy is coming. Hey, Brother Paul, it ain't going to stay this way, brother. Brother Brian, God's going to restore what you feel like has been broken up. Restoration is coming. Come on, break free. There's a move, God, yet in this place. I wish somebody could just push a little further right now. I would, I, what I want everyone to do is find someone to pray with. Join your faith with somebody, and we're going to press again. We're going to press again and let the Lord move exactly how he wants in this house right now. Come on, God ain't finished right now. 
Now listen. Let me say it one more time. If you're tired, if you're tired of being in this same place, in this same state of mind, feeling hopeless and lost and turned around and confused and and just, I've got no solutions or answers. If you're tired of being worried and stressed out about it, right now things can change. Oh, you might have to hold on just a little while longer to see everything come to pass and see what God was doing the whole time, but your mind can change right now. And for some of you, there's complete and total deliverance in this place. Now, this is what I want us to do. Because I'm letting go after this. Don't worry about what's going on after church. Don't worry about anything going on uh, later today. Don't get your mind off of everything else. And let the power of God saturate you again like you ain't felt in years. It's been a long time. Let the power of God overtake you again and saturate you and get that blood flowing in your body again. I want somebody to shake those grave clothes off right now. Uh, Oh, there's been a rushing mighty wind in this place, but I feel the second wind. Oh, there's a second wind coming through right now. Come on, I ain't got to count to three. Oh, the power of God is sweeping through this house right now. Shake them grave clothes off. Shake them grave clothes off. Oh, things are breaking. Things are changing. Oh, the sun is rising. Oh, the tears are drying. Come on, somebody, just a little bit further. Just a little bit further. Just a little bit further. Just press on just a little bit more. Press on just a little bit further. God's not done. God's not through with you. God ain't forgot about you. Your story ain't over. Right now, in this moment, you're right where God wants you to be. What are you going to do about it? Even when I don't 
about every way I can think of but I don't think I've ever heard that thought expressed like that but I do believe it was the it was the appointed time and word of God for this congregation in this room today God knows he is just like he was mindful of Lazarus he's mindful of each one of us in this room today and I'm telling you I'm thankful for the role he gave people standing around when Lazarus came out of that tomb he said, now loose him and let him go. I'm thankful that we can communicate faith to each other in this day and hour. And we can, sometimes we can be the key to somebody getting loose. Don't you know it? Why don't you take somebody by the hand? Lift it to heaven. Don't get upset about this. All of us need it. Need this statement spoke over our life. And you want you to pray for that person right beside you. I want you to simply say, Lord, loose them and let them go. Lord, loose them and let them go. Whatever it is, loose them and let them go. You've already done your part. Now I'm doing mine, Lord. I'm going to pass on a little faith. 
Loose my brother. Loose my sister. Let them go. Loose my friend. Loose my husband. Loose my wife. Loose my child today. In the name of Jesus, loose them and let them go. In terms of where I've been, it makes me glad to know my Lord that I've been born again. When I think of where I'm going, in terms of where I've been, it makes me glad to know my Lord that I've been born again. When I think of where I'm Come on, give the Lord a hand clap and shout a phrase. That kind of preaching will make a preacher want to preach. <laughs> so I got to get out this microphone. <laughs> we'll be here long enough to take another offering in a minute. We've got to, God's good. But you know, there's one thing that I love in that story so well is that when he said Lazarus is sick he said but this sick is this sickness is not going to be unto death but it was going to be for God to get the glory he already Jesus has an intention with every trial that comes up for him to get the glory in it let's give God the glory today amen praise God you just realized God's got intention. Son, that was tremendous. Thank you for a very timely word. Let's give the Lord another hand for that word of God. You hold on to that word. You hold on to that word. It'll help you. It'll keep, and it'll be good for uh, you, you get on the podcast after they get that thing loaded up and, and listen. So you'll have that with you. Pass, share that with somebody. We need to share that message everywhere because there's people everywhere going through things and they need to hear that word of encouragement today. Thank you for being here today. Let's give all of our visitors a hand again. We're so glad you're here with us today. So glad you're here with us today. Sister Bailey, I'm so glad to see you today, darling. We're so glad you're here. So glad you're here today. Man, we love you. We thank you for being here and invite you to be in prayer with us tomorrow night at seven o'clock we're going to have uh, communion and prayer it's going to be a great time seven o'clock be here let's pack it out and have a great prayer meeting in jesus name god bless you you can be dismissed